Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled Ministers of Reconciliation. This message continues the work he started in his previous Strength to Love message and is also a part of the broader Bear Fruit series. The text for this message will continue to be found in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 14 through 21. So if you have your Bibles, turn there right now, and we're going to join in with Pastor Chuck. So if you have 2 Corinthians chapter 5, here we are, verse 14, we'll read, For the love of Christ controls us, some translation says, compels us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. He has entrusted to us, family, the ministry of reconciliation. The Lord Jesus, when he has saved us, he has now entrusted us now with the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he who made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The answer to this question, according to our context today, is found in the Lord's ministry and gift to us known as reconciliation. That's your main answer, but here's how that main answer plays out with these four takeaways. Here's the one uh, that I gave you on last week. The first two I gave you on last week is this. His message is our message. We find this in verses 14 through 15 again. For the love of Christ compels us, controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who might live might no longer live for themselves. We are to be selfless. We don't live for ourselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. His message of love is still for us to receive and to also send. Just like your smartphone, you can receive text messages and you can send text messages. You can receive emails and you can send emails. You can uh, receive phone calls and you can send phone calls. Family, here's what I'm sharing with you. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation by which we should continue to receive that we have been reconciled through, to God the Father through his son Jesus Christ and we should be sending that message to others. The Apostle Paul was writing this to this church that he loved so dearly and deeply that rejected him. Hey, family, I received the love of Jesus, and I'm not going to let the, anything else divide us. This is the thing that unites us and keeps us together. I'm not going to let this thing separate us and tear us apart. His love compels us. His love, I love the what it says here in this, this version, the English Standard Version. He says his love controls us. Question, family, is God's love controlling you right now? 
Think of a certain relationship right now. Is God in that situation, in that relationship, is God's love controlling you at this moment or is it your flesh? The Apostle Paul was writing this to this church, again, that he loved so dearly and deeply, and yet his love for them was steadfast and in constant pursuit of them. He chose to love them even when they were providing a reason after reason after reason why he should not. Where did he get this from, family? Where did he learn this from? He learned this from his mighty God. He learned this from his Savior. He learned this from his Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. He remembered that agape love that saved and transformed him from an enemy of God to a friend of God, from a persecutor of the mission of God to a participator in the mission of God. You see, agape love is love that is unconditional, it is undying, it is unwavering, it is steadfast, and it never, and I I mean never loses its power. It is a love that is not concerned about self but for the greater good of others. It is a love that is sacrificial and it is committed and it is very faithful. And this kind of love we have received from God and he is the only true source of this kind of love. Let's bring in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, here again in chapter 5 of Romans we see in verse 6, for while we were still weak at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and while, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, since therefore we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. This is the gospel. Jesus did everything necessary to save us. He paid our sin debt. He took on the wrath of God, which fulfilled God's justice for the, um, for the injustice that man committed against him and his ways. Jesus did everything necessary for us. Verse 10, for while we were still enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more now now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life verse 11 more than that we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received what reconciliation he remembers that steadfast, committed, faithful, undying, unconditional, unwavering love and that is not self-seeking. It looks for the good and betterment of others. He remembers that love that he received from the Lord Jesus. And so he understands that his love says that the God love says to him that God's love is patient. God loves it kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonest others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects it always trusts it always hopes it always perseveres God's love according to 1st Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 God's love never never fails family let's just be honest about this let's just go ahead and take this off we're not a perfect church we are a purchased church We've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. So it's imperative that we understand that we are loved people, loving people. L-O-V-E-D, who are going and being 
active, consistently operating with God's strength to love others as he has loved us. We are loved people loving people. We are imperfect people trying to minister this perfect gospel, which includes the ministry and beautiful ingredient of God's entree known as, uh, known as salvation embedded in that, in that beautiful ingredient he offers in that beautiful entree of salvation is the ingredient of reconciliation. And family, we do this better when we do it together. We need to, to, to continue practicing and preparing this in the church and then go proclaim it outside the church. Dr. King would say love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy to a friend. And we have received that through the Lord Jesus. So we should continue to be compelled and controlled by that love, which leads us to our second takeaway. His message, excuse me, his method is our method. First thing we learned that his message, his message of love is the message of love we should go and take out. We should receive and also go sin. His method is also our method. The way he did it should be the way we do it as well. Verse 16, from, thou, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. On last week, I told you about uh, my beloved co-worker named Eddie Lee. When I first laid eyes on Eddie, the first thing I thought that he was a racist. He was a tall man. He was about 6'2", 6'3". He was muscular. He was kind of big. Uh, he would wear his T-shirts and, you know, old school cats like that during his, during his generation, they would uh, wear the uh, uh, sleeve shirts, but they would roll up the sleeves as well. And he had all his tattoos on there. Some of them were homemade. Uh, he smoked his cigarette, loved smoking cigarettes. Uh, and I thought looking at that man, the way he walked, wore his boots and things like that, I thought the brother was racist. But I came to find out once I got to know him and we began to work closer together. One, he loved Jesus. Secondly, he loved his wife. He loved his children. And he was loving his neighbor as he loved himself. Oh, <laughs> I prejudged him. And Eddie Lee became a very, very good co-worker and uh, brother in Christ. And I praise God for him. Eddie Lee, if you're watching, God bless you, sir. But family, here's what happened. I regarded him according to the flesh. Dr. King would say, I look today when people would not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Friendly, what the Lord is calling us to do is judge not that you be judged, but try spirit by the spirit. And we regard no one according to the flesh. And family, I'm a work in progress in this area. I, I know some of y'all might be holier than I am. I get that. You've been walking with the Lord maybe much longer. Maybe you just caught things a little bit faster than I have. But I, I'm not as, as, as aggressive of a prejudger as I used to be. Uh, I'm a little bit more uh, lower level, more, a little bit more modest, a little bit way more passive uh, than that. But I still got it in me. Bible said, what have we been learning from 1 John? If we say we have no sin in us, we deceive ourselves and we make himself out to be a liar. The truth is not in us. So I'm going to be truthful today. I still have this struggle. That's why this text is important. That's why receiving his message of love is important. And that's why as I receive his message of love, I will operate accordingly. I will operate by the spirit and not by the flesh. We must be very careful, family. Hear me clearly on this. We must be very careful not to enact the ministry of rejection before Christ comes in and institutes his ministry of resurrection. We must be careful, must be careful not to enact 
the ministry of rejection before Christ comes in and does his ministry of resurrection. So how do we do this? We have to identify and acknowledge our prejudices. Prejudice defined, listen, is this. It's an adverse opinion or leaning formed without just grounds or sufficient knowledge. Prejudice is this. It is an adverse opinion or leaning, leaning to this side, leaning to that side without just grounds or sufficient knowledge. And I know all of us have done that before, family. So here's some ways that I shared on last week. I want to give you to these quickly that helps us to overcome, uh, to helps us to identify, acknowledge, and overcome our prejudices. This is not an exhaustive list, but these are some helpful ways, both spiritual and practical, to help us to be able to do it. Here's the first thing, Bible reading and study. Not just reading the Bible, but studying the Bible. And by studying the Bible, asking questions of the Holy Spirit about his holy word. Passages like Psalm 51, where David says, Lord, against you have I sinned against you only, and then created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Passages like what the, uh, uh, what the, what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 139, Lord, Psalm 139 says, Lord, uh, you know me, search me, and if there's any wicked or grievous way in me, remove it and lead me in the everlasting way. Also, prayer and fasting. We've been praying and fasting, and by God, if you have been praying and fasting with us, I hope you worry if you were praying and fasting with us, you have learned something about yourself that you should put you in a position of humbleness, put you in a position of humility to realize that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ says, I'm first a sinner, secondly, I'm sinned against. I'm first a sinner, secondly, I'm sinned against. A lot of times we can flip the order of that and say, oh, in Christ, I'm first sinned against. Secondly, I'm a sinner. We think more highly of ourselves than ought to. No, 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 no. Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ says I'm first a sinner. Secondly, I'm sinned against. Diverse community. Are you in a community with other people who don't look like, talk like, walk like, vote like, eat like, think like you? Don't look like, think like, talk like, walk like, vote like, listen to music like, watch TV shows like you. Do you have a diverse community? Is everybody of your same ilk? Do you, do you, do, 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 does everybody kind of think on the same plane level? Who do you have that helps you to understand the beauty of the diversity of our community, but also that reflects the diversity that we have in God's kingdom like Revelation 5 and 7 records for us that there'll come a day when all nations, all tribes, all languages will be around the throne of grace crying, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You do that, try to begin that. This year, this week, try to begin to do that this week. Well, our church is diverse. We have, we have, we have the, 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 the seasoned saints and we have the younger saints. We have, we have those who are pretty well-to-do financially. We have some who are still trying to learn how to be well-to-do financially. We have some with a lot of education, some with a little education. We have some with children, some without children. We have some uh, who've been walking with the Lord at times, some who have not been walking with the Lord at times. We have those who are white in our church, those who are black in our church, those who are of, uh, of an African descent in our church, those who are of 
of, of uh, um, um, Hispanic heritage, uh, the, the Latinx community in our church, and we have some who are of Asian descent in our church. We have a whole host of folks that God has so far placed them by his grace, and in faith I believe and decree that we're going to see more of God's uh, um, um, beauty through, through the ethnicities he provided in the triangle community here as a part of our church. We have that already existing. Have you begin to connect with somebody of another culture of another ethnicity in our church that will help us become less prejudiced against others also hey how about this some of y'all have not left the borders of North Carolina some of y'all may be watching you may live in another state some of you may have never left that the borders of that state maybe you haven't even gone out of the United States period once COVID releases uh, God lifts this from us, I would love for you to consider taking a trip somewhere. Take a trip somewhere. If we can pay whatever it is, $200 plus for shoes or, 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 or for a phone, uh, uh, $1,200 plus for a phone, I'm sure we can get out of the borders of this country and engage with another culture, another ethnic group to begin to see the beauty of God's people because he said that we were all created in his image and likeness. It's known as the Imago Dei. We were all created in the image of God. And lastly, a little bit more lightheartedly, watch some TV shows. Watch some TV shows. I grew up in the era. Uh, I, I watched. Uh, uh, I watched Mash. Uh, I watched uh, uh, what's some other shows? Uh, Starsky and Hutch. Uh, uh, I watched uh, uh, Welcome Back, Carter. Uh, I also grew up uh, watching Good Times and The Jeffersons and What's Happening. And I, I grew up. My mother used to love watching Young and the Restless. So I watched Young and actually she watched Young, Young and the Restless, God and Light, all of them. So I watched those shows. Uh, folks that we saw on the news. Uh, your Walter Conkrites uh, 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 and others that we used to watch uh, back in the day, watching them on the news, uh, seeing those. And so family, uh, I also, once I uh, um, served at my former church, um, um, the staff that I served at, it was majority white, and uh, they would always talk about the office. And so for me able to engage and be able to know how to, to, to learn this language, uh, to understand this culture, I begin to watch Parks and Rec and I begin to understand, uh, Parks and Rec and uh, The Office, and I begin to understand what that's like. Will you do the same? Will you have the same intentionality to be able to love someone or understand someone that doesn't look like, think like, talk like, vote like, eat like, act like you? Would you be willing to do that this year starting watch this today if you answer yes to that question before having the strength of love this is one of the ways that we're able to do that dr king said it this way one day we will learn that the heart can never be totally right when the head is totally wrong one day we will learn that the heart can never be totally right when the head is totally wrong we're called to be kingdom builders not kingdom barriers and that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. 
Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck finishes up his message entitled Ministers of Reconciliation.